the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast, Taylor Made Stealth Driver 2 Giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week as you get all the player breakdowns, statistical data you need to dominate your league. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really relevant, and relative from Virginia here at your service. And it's a Wednesday, so I got my guy Scott Studio Rochelle with them. And Scott, we're twinning today. Yeah, we are. We decided to go, uh, you know, all black for the occasion. I don't yep. really know why, but that was not coordinated. Oh, so believe it or not, funeral today. It's the books. Oh, uh, books today. funeral. I like it. Yeah. It's also Unov's birthday, so I don't know if that's connected or not, but happy birthday, <laughs> Unov. <laughs> happy birthday, Moonoff. Happy birthday, Mom. It's my mom's birthday as well, so happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Moonoff. And I don't know why Moonoff isn't here to give us out some big, crazy play, but, you know, it's cool. It's fine. Moonoff doesn't have to be here. But you know who is here? The Utah Jazz. They are here, and they are inevitable. Mm-hmm. As, like, it, you know... There were a lot of people that were on the Lakers yesterday and like a lot of people that were boldly on the Lakers yesterday. And when they said Walker Kessler was going to be an issue and then Lori went out and the line moved to 10 and everybody hammered Lakers again. I just don't understand what has to happen for people to understand that this is real. It doesn't matter what lineup Utah trots out there. They're going to find a way to cover the damn game. That was by far one of the best covers I'd watched. <laughs> well, they were down 10 with basically two minutes to go. Then the clip, then the uh, Lakers fell apart, but they ended up winning in overtime anyway. The fact that really? we got to overtime, like I was, I thought I was like, oh my God, we might get the money line. I'm over here hoping for a cover. We might have a money line win here. I thought that you might have had a shot at the money line until I saw Horton Tucker ball hog like three separate possessions in overtime. And I'm like, oh, this game's over. Oh, when, <laughs> like, Olenek, when Olenek hit the walk up three, I thought that there, somehow, some way I was going to get the win. Yeah, that's fair. I just from what I saw in overtime, Horton Tucker tried to take yeah. over the game and he, he wanted he was, wanted it to be his moment. And, it, you know, I, and I said he might do that. And yeah, I said he might challenge LeBron a couple of times in one on one because it was his former team and. LeBron just shut him down a couple times because I don't know what Horton Tucker was thinking. But either way, point is Utah covered. They didn't win. Big win for the Lakers, but they did go to overtime. So we'll talk about that game against the Clippers later where maybe the Lakers bench half their team. We'll see what happens. But the point is very good game yesterday. Utah got the cover. Lakers got the win. Nobody cares about the win, though, right? I mean, as long as Utah got the cover, that's all that matters. Yeah, you're right. It would have been uh, uh, Utah win is always just the icing on the cake. We're still getting the substance with the cover. Like that is the substance. We are very good. If we get the win, though, 
that's the icing. Like that is by far the icing of everything. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and what else do we have? What else? It was a lot of games yesterday. There's something else we could talk about. What? MB dropped the 50 piece, and the MVP race is over. That's what you yeah, want to talk about. Much, yeah, pretty much. If they, if it wasn't Embiid already, and I, I still, honestly, like. I, I just I really do think everybody has their mind set out and it's gonna be Embiid. But what I was talking to somebody about earlier today was there is a possibility that people don't want to pick between either one, and it's like some type of the challenge slash survivor situation where everybody burn votes Giannis because they think nobody else is putting Giannis. And then, and then, you know, you cash the 12 to 1 Giannis bet that you were talking about. So I think at this point, Embiid, when the odds opened up last night after the game, I think Embiid was roughly minus 550, minus really? 500 to win the MVP. Yeah, the line exploded. And it makes sense when you think about it because it was a close race anyway. Jokic not only came back, but a loss by 20 to the Rockets. And he's missed some games over the 21, last week. To be exact. 21 yeah. to be exact. And I, I, my lock was the Rockets plus the points. I know you had the money line, so it worked yep. out well. So, but yes. the point is Embiid and Jokic were kind of neck and neck. And then Giannis had a triple-double last night, and, and Embiid had 50. So Jokic hasn't exactly put his best foot forward over the last week. And Embiid's game was on a nationally televised game. So I feel like a lot of people watched that game. They saw Embiid carry his team. Shout out to P.J. Tucker, though, for a couple of big threes down the stretch. But the point uh-huh. is, Embiid went for 50 and for what, yeah, 13 rebounds. He went for like 52 and 13 on national TV when he's in a close race. The fact that a lot of people saw it and it was against one of their biggest rivals, I think Embiid won the award. Once again, the reason why I was kind of leaning to Jokic a couple weeks ago was Embiid started to miss some games, and Jokic was starting to have some massive stat lines, and it seems like everybody was flipping again because Embiid didn't play in the game against Jokic, and people kind of held it against him. But Uh then Jokic missed a couple games, and Embiid dropped 50 on national TV. I think it's over. I think he won the award. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. I think if you wanted to talk about who you should be betting on to win the award. I think Jokic would actually be my third choice. I think Giannis might finish ahead of Jokic. Is that a hot take? No, I I don't think so. I mean, honestly, like, I think that Jokic blinds us with the triple-doubles, honestly. Like, everything else is really good, but just not MVP-level caliber good. I think it's the, you know, the office of usage and the triple-doubles that really blind us. Well, blind a lot of people, and, you know, if he, if you don't get if he doesn't get that, then you kind of look at what he did that game, and it's like, oh well, he was joking. Just, like it was. I cool. just feel like you're you're looking at the recent performances and what's a very close race or what was a very close race, and Giannis once again triple double last night, and yeah. Bede has a massive game, and Jokic hasn't really done anything for a week and change because he was injured and he came back and he really didn't do much against Houston. So I just feel like based on what we've seen over the last week or so. I think Giannis might jump Jokic in the actual chance to win category, which I find a little bit weird that Jokic has lower odds than Giannis right now. But Embiid's going to win the award, you know, especially with the narrative that he could have won it last year. I don't think he deserved it last year, but a lot of people do. So I think some of it might be mentally just giving him a makeup MVP 
but the other hand is also him being worthy of it because he had a great year. And he's I about to lead the league in scoring again. I, I, I think it's curtains, to be honest. I think Embiid won the award. Yeah. All right. Before we get to the games, let's talk about Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with our friends at Shady Rays as they have you covered from the sun to the slopes. Everything you need from an independent sunglass company. And if they anything happens to them, even on your first day, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Promo code SGPN. In. All right, let's move on to this Wednesday. We got eight games on the slate here. Kicking things off in Indiana, the New York Knicks are traveling to play the Pacers. Knicks are laying eight and a half on the road. 233 is the total injury report here for the New York Knicks. And we have R.J. Barrett is questionable with an illness. Derrick Rose is not on the injury report with the illness, so Derrick Rose must have been the person that got everybody sick. And uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. Daquan, and Daquan Jeffries are both out. So, And then, you know, uh, Julius Randle's done for the season. They'll reevaluate him before the playoffs. According to Rotowire, it has Brunson in the starting lineup, but it says out next to his name. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't see anything at all for Jalen Brunson. I was saying because I don't see anything either. But uh, Rotowire says he's out, but the line is still eight and a half. So I, did they just no. make that up? Because it seems like they might have just made that up. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be some news if if Brunson was out already. Yeah, especially our you know our good friends at Underdog UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN. Uh, they they they're pretty on it, and they would have said something. Tyrese Halliburton is out though. Chris Duarte is also out, and Miles Turner is questionable with an ankle. So we'll see if he goes. Probably not. I mean, uh, up, update from uh, DK Live, which is associated with DraftKings. Brunson hand has been ruled out for tonight's game against the Pacers. That was about a minute ago. Wow. Well, all right. Wait for this line to drop, and then we still take the Knicks. I take every quickly prop known to man. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I think that it's really a tricky spot because Indiana doesn't even look like they're trying to play defense against anybody. But with Brunson mm-hmm. being in Randall, somebody's going to have to score for the Knicks. So you're assuming it'll automatically be quickly since Brunson's not going to play. Grimes threes maybe is tempting, but totals 233. Do you oh. dare take an under? with Indiana's defense just based on who's out for this game, or do you just take the over blindly and figure it and you assume they find a way. So I'm actually not a hundred percent certain. I still like, are we really going to bet the Knicks with no Brunson and no Randall? I don't know if I can, I, I considered it if Brunson was playing, but with him being out, they yeah, really like, only have like one or two. I mean, I don't even know if you want to. I mean, quick. Aaron, okay, like, but we know quickly. Like, quickly can yeah. either be hot or he can not. Like, he can just yeah. not be on it at all. And so, R.J. Barrett isn't consistent enough. Quentin Grimes. There's a whole point in the season where we were fading Quentin Grimes blindly. Ugh. I mean, at the very least, the rebounding should be there for the Knicks. I like Robinson rebounds, but just to go back to the total. 
I feel like I kind of have to lean to the under just because I don't think either team has many great weapons offensively. Indiana's bench unit's actually been okay lately, but still the Knicks defensively, for the most part, pretty good unit. They, they've had some bad stretches, but they're still a pretty good overall unit. I just think that this total's a little bit high. It's going to drop a lot with Brunson being out, but... Yeah, but I got to see a number, and then maybe yeah. it'll make me see if I feel comfortable. Like, but at this point, I'm on... Because right now, I've just seen it move just half a point. So if there's an eight still out Indiana. there... If there's an eight out there, I'm taking eight with Indiana. Are the Knicks playing for anything right now, or they're just firmly in the five seed? You're firmly in the five okay. seed. No, I, mean, I mean, even if they are, I don't think that they care at this point like because let me see let me just go look i'm just curious if they could potentially steal home court from cleveland in a playoff series but no they're they're three and a half so they can't no no. they can't they're stuck in the five so they don't even have motivation which makes sense why brunson might not play i think i gotta need a win you don't need by you just need a win because you have three games left they don't even need a win I mean, you're looking at where they are right now. They're three ahead of the Nets. There's like two games left in the season. They're just stuck in the five. Like They don't even need a win. Their regular season's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, because they think I have to, look, the playoffs I have to consider game. Indiana money line in theory because based on they, what I yeah, just said, they the playoffs. They the playoffs aren't doing anything. Game. They're was just, just playing out the string. It was last game. When it yeah. the playoffs. But I'm saying yeah. Indi- Indiana's been bad, but at least they, you know, have young players trying to compete for minutes maybe next year, just trying to show off their talent. The Knicks, as I just said, Brunson's not playing because he doesn't need to play. I wonder if the Knicks are going to start potentially using a heavy bench rotation for the next couple games because why would you risk any of your starters getting hurt playing minutes that they don't even need to be playing? Right? Yeah, we fade teams that clinch the playoffs in the next game. Yeah, we fade them. It's I'm going to go with the pace. Indiana's the, pay. Yeah. Indiana's the play here. All right, total's at two. Well, it's coming down a little bit. Two, it's 32 and a half now. And it's that's the Brunson. On. Yeah. Mm, maybe an because uh, let me see. That well, that opened up some minutes for Josh Hart. Josh Hart is better. Yeah, we'll go under. I was gonna, I was trying to talk myself into an Indiana team total over, but I still think the Knicks would be pretty solid defensively for the most part. Okay. No Brunson. I'm on. I I will load up on Josh Hart. Honestly, I don't mind that. I mean, Hart's one of my favorite role players in the league, but the problem is the scoring is usually not there because he doesn't try to. On occasion, uh-huh. he gets hot from three, but for the most part, he's more of a three and D guy. The rebounding yeah. is solid when he when he's actually crashing the glass. The assists are fine. He can be a playmaker. He can be a he, playmaker. He can. Yeah. He never gets the opportunity because the ball's th- always in Brunson or Randall's hands, but now that's not an issue. So And so you got to think that if – Quickly is not on the court. It's probably in Josh Hart's hands. I know they do run uh, R.J. Barrett as a point forward sometimes, yeah. but for the most part, it'll be in Josh Hart's hands for the second unit. Um, and I, I just feel like if quickly, like everybody's going to run and jump on quickly, and I completely understand it. But if quickly has one of those games where he's not on, who's the person that's going to be on? And I just think it's Josh Hart. Yeah. But for the game breakdown, uh, with the Knicks benching Brunson because he's because he's quote unquote injured, and the fact that they already clinched the exact spot they're going to be in for the playoffs, I can't back a team that might potentially just not care. So I'm going to go with Indiana. 
All right. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's down to seven and a half, so the line is there. It's gonna yeah, I think Brunson is worth the. I think it's going to get to six. I really think it's going to get. I to think six. it probably will too. All right. To do next, no. Before we get to the next game of the slate, let me get us paid again and talk about Sword Vitality because you don't want to go out there with no little training bamboo sword. Like you, you're not gonna. No, no. You need a rock harlot. Rock hard sword of steel, vibranium. You need a sword like that, and Sword Vitality can do that for you, especially if you struggle with impotence. But it's okay. Forty percent of men are affected by it by age forty, and seventy percent by age seventy. It's perfectly fine. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to go to the freaking mom and pop gas station, go buy the little pill they got that they say is going to make you last all night. No. It's not going to make you last all night. You'll probably be foaming in the mouth somewhere. You should go and tap in with Sword Vitality. That is who will make you and your partner very, very happy. It'll increase your stamina, help you thrive as a man. You don't have to hide it. Be proud of it. Unsheath your sword with SwordVitality.com. Use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout. That's SwordVitality.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. Contest completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver, and you can have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place Sunday, April 8th, and that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right, let's do the Brooklyn Nets going to play the Detroit Pistons. Detroit coming off of a cover against Miami. By cover for some, for most, I hope. Yeah, for most. Some, that was, that some, was brutal if you didn't cover in that game. That was just yeah, it, it it really was. But, you know, it was kind of what we handicapped. Jimmy Butler took over late. Yep, it's what like he always does. All right, 11 and a half tonight for the Brooklyn Nets in Detroit. 220 and a half is the total. Let's see here for the Brooklyn Nets. Clean injury report. There's only one person, Mr. Handclap, that is up there. Uh, averages, matter of fact, over under one and a half. Nah, two and a half camera shots to Ben Simmons in this game. First of all, are we sure he's in the arena? Not 100% certain at all. I'll take the under. <laughs> Unless it gets voided if he's not in the in the arena. Yeah, it'll void. No, we'll void it. We'll void it. If he's not okay. there, we'll void it. So it's either he's there. He if he's there, then it's live. But if he's not, I, mean, I watch a decent amount of Nets games. Uh, even though the loss to Minnesota wasn't fun yesterday, I'll lean under. They show Simmons right. maybe once. Okay. For the Pistons, you have Marvin Bagley with a concussion. He's TBD. Well, I mean, this whole roster is basically TBD, but Rodney Rodney Magruder, Alec Burtz, and Marvin Bagley are all the names to watch. Everybody that played yesterday, you should expect them to play again today. Are we laying 11 and a half with the Nets? No. At least I'm not. I'm going to take the Pistons. I understand that the Nets are still competing for something since they lost yesterday and Miami won. They still haven't officially clinched a spot out of the plan. They're on the verge of clinching the sixth seed, but they haven't officially clinched it yet. 
But historically speaking, Detroit's actually given the Nets some problems. They've covered this number in four of the last five, and that was with Durant and Kyrie and even a little bit of James Harden in there. The Pistons always were competitive against this team. And if you want to look at the meetings of the season, two competitive meetings, Detroit even won one against this team. But I do think at the end of the day, the Nets are a team, historically speaking, that are really, really bad at beating up on the weaker teams in the league. They might win the game, but it's never easy. And I do feel like this spreads a little bit high. Both teams, once again, played yesterday. So fatigue's not going to be a serious issue because both teams have the same struggle. You're going to give me 11.5 with a home team? I'm going to lean to the underdog here. This line seems a little bit large. Is it possible the Nets get up and win a game they need to win? Potentially, but I think this number's a bit high. I think Detroit hangs in there, and I'm hoping that it's like the Heat game yesterday, except mm. for the last four minutes. I was, I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> except, for, except for the last four minutes where they got outscored like 22-6. to six, But but this next team is it good in the fourth quarter. The, the Nets are never really that good in the fourth quarter. So uh, I'll, I'll lean to the Pistons. I, I think they'll keep this game close. But I do think that the Nets win the game, but I think they win by like five. Uh, let's see what the next fourth quarter scoring is. Because that's really all my only concern is, are the Pistons going to blow this late and we're going to get another situation? But Brooklyn is in the last three games. It's not good. Yeah. Where are you at? Oh, all the way to 24.3 towards the bottom. Detroit is 27.7. So I guess we do feel good about them holding on towards the end. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going Brooklyn. I'm trying to find a way. But you're on Brooklyn or going feel... Detroit? Oh well, no, yeah, I'm going Detroit. I'm trying yeah, to find you a said, way to be you said on Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's why I was. I did because I... I'm trying to figure out how I want to take Brooklyn. I do want to be on Brooklyn in some aspect, maybe. If I was going to take Brooklyn, go back to that first quarter. I was going to say first quarter. I expect them to get off to a fast start, but I've seen this team really struggle offensively down the stretch of games. Yeah, and seen them. Yeah, so I think that minus three and a half in the first quarter that intrigues me for Brooklyn. But I'll take uh, Detroit for the full game. It's double digits with a home team, and I know that some teams are resting players. Detroit's using a decent amount of their usual guys. Not all of them. We know Boyan hasn't played in about a month, but. Compared to the rest of the league with Portland and some of the other teams, San Antonio, Detroit's still using a decent amount of their main guys. And Detroit also has a decent amount of good rebounders on the team. And the Nets can't rebound to save their lives. I think it's a decent matchup for Detroit to keep this game close. All right. Totals at 220 and a half. That's come down four points. Uh, I think it's come down four points because of the back-to-back argument and how there might be some really short shots in the second half of this game. The first two meetings were very high scoring. Uh, Each meeting ended up landing in either the 240s or 250s, but it's a different roster because Durant was on that team, Kyrie was on that team. Yeah, I just think that this is going to be inefficient. Like This just feels like an inefficient game. I think it's an ugly game, so I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah. Yeah, I think pace and everything will be there. I just think they're going to be inefficient from the field. All right. We got Duran double-double yesterday. I keep picking the wrong Detroit big men, so I'm the wrong person to ask. It looks like you're not going to get Bagley. So, I mean, if you, if it's between the two of them, 
I think Duran's a better player than Wiseman, so I guess I'd lean to Duran, which means you should bet Wiseman double double because I haven't been right once. Oh my! Uh, oh, they don't even have any lines listed for them because it was eight and a half yesterday for both of them on rebounds, and I was like, that's kind of conservative. Duran had like a twenty piece last night, didn't he? Yeah, he had a really good game. Yeah. Um. I mean, we just go back to Bridges. I can't really go against Bridges. Uh, he's been really solid. Dimwitty was had a pretty good game yesterday, but classic Dimwitty completely blew the fourth quarter because all he does is take bad shots in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, yeah, um, I think at the end of the day I'll go to Bridges. I'm trying to think of who else I want to go with. Do you I, make I would be interested on Sh- uh, Dayron Sharp coming off the bench because they're going to need him. Yeah, but you never get props for him realistically. It's funny, was, they have an assist prop out for him already. But I was going to say, do you want to take Claxton rebounds or Claxton blocks? I know Claxton blocks, I believe, got there yesterday, I think. I know he had two going into the fourth. I don't remember if he got a third one in the fourth quarter. But I maybe wouldn't mind Claxton rebounds because he's still going to get most of the minutes and they're going to need to get whatever rebounds they can uh, based mm-hmm. on the depth that Detroit has in the front court. Uh, yeah, uh, Claxton had four blocks yesterday, so he cashed the over there. I don't mind Claxton rebounds in this game. All right. I prefer more information before I lock in on that game. Yeah. Next game on the slate, we have Toronto Raptors going to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics are laying four. Open up at five and a half. It's down to four. 224 is the total. That's down two and a half points as well. Let's see here for an injury report. I mean, I think the important part is on Boston side. Yeah, it looks like Al Horford's doubtful. Peyton Pritchard's questionable. Gary Trent Jr.'s questionable. Don't think I see anything else other than that. And we'll have to see about Robert Williams is going to play because he didn't play yesterday. So Robert Williams and Al Horford out. We'll see about Jalen Brown. We'll see about Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, questionable, Gary Drench, questionable. All right. What I will say is that when Boston lose games, they tend to lose them games like two in a row or two in a very close span, and then they go on that streak where they win a bunch of games again. Mm-hmm. Does Toronto does Toronto I mean Toronto needs this one. But when you say need, just for what? Just to improve their play in seeding so they can maybe get a home. Yeah. Game? You know, just not yeah, try to, you know, want to be in the top part of that play in seeding. They're they're locked into the play in. I think it's all about seeding yeah. for them. Well, they're one game away from officially being above five hundred. Or or being uh well, they are one over right now, so they could potentially finish with 42 wins. They clinch a 500 season if minimum if they win tonight. I'm going to lean to Boston here, assuming that that Brown or Tatum play. If both of them are out, that's just going to suck for me. But I'm going to lean to Boston here. I'm not fully going to blame Boston for what happened last night when you realize that Jalen Brown didn't play and Robert Williams didn't play. How the hell were you supposed to stop Embiid? With you missing your best perimeter, uh, your best paint defender, and the game was still close. I mean, mm-hmm. Philly made it close down the stretch because they almost choked away another massive lead. But I do think at the end of the day, it's a decent matchup for Boston. They've done well against the Raptors this season. They've won each of the first two meetings by at least six. 
Toronto, don't get me wrong, they've played better basketball lately, but they're still 14 and 25 on the road. They're just a really good home team. I understand they had an easy win yesterday against Charlotte, which helps, but I think I'm going to lean Boston just because I think they match up well against Toronto. And I do think that assuming Brown or Tatum play, Boston is still trying to officially clinch the division. So I believe if they win this game, they clinch the division, correct? Because they played 79 games and they're up two and they have the tiebreaker on Philly. So I believe if they win this game, they clinch the division. So I actually Mm -hmm. think Boston is going to be focused at home. I'm going to assume that they end up clinching the division tonight. I'll lean to Boston. Hmm. I don't know if you factor that in or, or if that doesn't even matter, but I'm going to bring it up. No, I think especially losing to Philly last night, that does add motivation. Just go ahead. Because you could that basically means you could have locked it up last night and you didn't. Yeah. It means your and, one seed draws are dead, but you can basically clinch the two seed if you win this game. So I think Boston comes out, wins the game. It might be a bit of a sweat, but I think Boston wins by maybe eight. And then after that, you could rest half the team for the rest of the season. So I do think there's some motivation to get it done early and then just treat the last two games like a joke and you potentially lose those outright. Nobody cares. So I think I'd probably lean to Boston in this game and then fade them for the final two games of the season. It makes sense. You make a lot of good points, a lot of great points. But you're picking Toronto anyway. So. Yeah, because all the great points you made just means that Boston's going to fuck it up. So, yeah, Toronto plus four. Fair enough. All right. 224 is the total. I I, I really struggle handicapping this total, not knowing if Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are playing or not. I struggle with virtually every Toronto total because I assume <laughs> games go under and then they'll score 120 and they just kill me. Uh, Toronto has been a team that I have not gotten a handle on all season long. And based on player props, Van Vliet might be my least favorite player in the league. Uh, but still, uh, can't believe he screwed me on the double-double last night. But anyway, I am going to go with the under in this game. It's a back-to-back. I'm, more, I'm wondering if teams are going to bench some players. But defensively, both teams are, have been pretty good lately. So I'm going to lean to the under and hope that the pace is slow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel great about it, but I'm just gonna lean on I'm gonna lean that way. Yikes. All right. Uh and it's got the line moving in the favor. I'll go under. Mm. Mm. No, I'm not so let's play a game. Let's play Refeud. Because all right, let's see here. Do you know who? I mean, if, if you're gonna say feud, I gotta, I gotta use the right tune. You know, I'm not a game show. I don't know the the song. Oh yeah, I know that one. Of course. All right. Oh, I know exactly what the next game is gonna be called. Okay, so do you have the rest for this game? Uh, yes. So the main ref is gonna be Sean Wright. Let's see. How does Sean That's right, as in W R I. All right. Looks like he's 30 and 29, total score of 228.8. Okay. Uh, I see Michael Smith. 
27 and 25 to 30.7. And I see Andy Nagy. Any relation? Not that I know of. 29 and 17, 231.3. That's so a clean sweep. Over now? Yeah, that's a clean okay. sweep. I was right, already I was on the fence. Yeah. I was already on the fence, so I'll go I'll go over. Yeah. All right. Oh, we have a birthday parlay from Moonoff. And we'll give it out after the next game because one of his players is in the next game that we're talking about, which is the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are laying six and a half. Line opened up at seven, down to six and a half. 230 is the total. Injury report here for the Milwaukee Bucks. And we have, that's the wrong direction. Javon Carter's TVD. Pat Connington is doubtful. Grayson Allen, ankle injury. He looks like he's done for the rest of the regular season. And for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso's TVD. So a lot of teams on a back-to-back today that are playing each other. All right. I mean, after last night, can you trust Chicago for shit? No. How, they have been decent against Milwaukee this season, but a lot of their success came back in 2022, like in November mm-hmm. and December, so that doesn't really mean anything to me. The The Bucks had a nice game against Washington. They didn't cover, I don't believe, but they scored 140 points. And Giannis had a triple-double. Holiday, I believe, was one what was he, one rebound away from a triple-double. So they almost had two teammates with triple-doubles in the same game. But Chicago getting run out of their own building against a Trey Young-less Hawks. Now, I said that Young has been horrible lately, so I thought there was a chance in the short term they might be better without him. Having said that, you can't lose by 18 on your home floor in a game you need to have. And mm-hmm. once again, the Bulls should have traded half the team at the deadline, and instead they kept it together and didn't accomplish anything. Uh, do, do you think Chicago has a motivated effort, or do you think this team just stinks and they're going to roll over? Because it's one or the other. I feel like whatever I say, I'm going to be wrong. It's just how Chicago's been doing us this season. Like, this just seems like the spot that they should absolutely just not be good in. But we've seen this before. We saw this on the road with Denver when they went and played Denver on the road and ran them out their own building. Um, Well, I'll ask you this because I want to go back to Giannis for a second because he had a triple-double. We think that the MVP race is over. Is Giannis just trying to put up massive numbers to potentially steal the award or is that just pure coincidence? I think it's just Giannis being Giannis. <laughs> I was gonna say because is Milwaukee yeah, basically yeah. wrapped into the one now? Yeah, yeah, they no. I'm pretty sure they have the one. Like they might not be locked in. This might be the game they need to lock it in officially. Um, they're three. They're three up on Boston. So as far as I'm I concerned, said Boston, I believe- but Boston's been beating their ass this season. So yeah, so they need to win this one and then they'll be secured. Yeah. It's Milwaukee on a back-to-back, too. Like, let's just take Milwaukee minus six. I, I get the – and I get six. everything – huh? Six and a half. Six okay. and a half, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mil- Milwaukee minus six and a half. I, if the Bulls kill me, I, I'm just – I'd rather lo- lose money betting Milwaukee if the Bulls have this crazy get-up game that they just find some way to have rather than me bet the Bulls and Milwaukee end up running them out the gym because I'll really be pissed. 
Yeah, so. I think I'm going to lean to the Bucks in this game, too. I was tempted to go with the Bulls, but... I can't. I just can't. I can't trust no, this it's, team No, it's enough. bad. It's bad. Like, it's, it's bad. bad. But, well, you and also they, mentioned they're the- clinched it to the play-in. Like last night, clinched them in, even in a loss. Last night, they still clinched the play-in. Yeah, but you mentioned how Boston has given the Cel- given the uh, Bucks some problems on occasion. The Celtics did win the the uh, season series, so Milwaukee could clinch the one seed, as you said before tonight. They might just come out, try to bury it, and then maybe arrest Giannis the final two games of the season. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to treat it similarly to the way that I mentioned um, one of the games earlier with trying to Boston. get this done as quickly as possible and just yeah. moving on. I think Milwaukee comes out, they win, and then they'll rest everybody for the final couple games and get ready for the one-seed playoff run. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. Boston, not Boston, Milwaukee minus six and a half. All right, 230. I think I'm going to lean over because Milwaukee's had some insane offensive games lately. I think it's going to be close, but... I trust Milwaukee to get it done. I don't know what to expect. I like the team total for Milwaukee. But Chicago's been... Like, out of everything that's been wrong with Chicago, defensively recently, they've been, like, all right. Yeah, I thought that they gave up 123 to Atlanta yesterday with no Trey Young. I can't trust anything. All right. I, I'd just rather just give me the Bucks team total. I'll back. It's one of those looks- games where I don't feel great about, but I'll there's one team I trust significantly more than the other team, and that's good enough for me in this case. All right. All right. I'm fine with it. Okay. Let's get into Munoz's birthday parlay. Did he just make an addition to it? Yeah, he, he added okay. an amendment. He added Westbrook 20-plus. Uh, All right, I'm going to give out both. So, Munaf, first he said DeRozan and quickly for 30-plus, plus 10.50. I like that. And then he came in and added Westbrook for an additional 20 to get you close to 30-1. to one. So, Munaf firing out the gate. Who if we're going back to the next game, I do want to ask. Oh, that's why he he took Westbrook. I forgot that that was today. There were some player props that were posted in the Knicks game with the Brunson news happening. Mm-hmm. Quickly double doubles, roughly plus six twenty five. Are you yeah. tempted by that? Slightly. The number okay. intrigues me more than the thought of him getting a, a double double. More than the, the probability number, itself. I, I yeah, but the number does intrigue me. It does. It's just because he's gonna have the ball in his hands the entire time, especially yeah. if Barrett doesn't play. So. And there is a chance that RJ doesn't like there. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Barrett should play. He's coming back from an illness, but once again, this game doesn't mean anything for the Knicks. So if RJ if RJ doesn't play, I kind of like it. I like the Knicks a little bit more if he doesn't play. And the game might not matter for quickly too, but he's trying to officially wrap up the six man of the year award, so I can see him having a big game. All right. Yeah, he is. Good good point there. I forgot about that award. All right, so we got we like DeRozan tonight via Moon off. I'll take the under in Beverly points. Okay. How the hell is Beverly supposed to do anything in this game? I mean, he's got to hit the threes if he does it. I was going to say, this feels like a standard game where Beverly talks crap the entire time, and you look up at the, at the stat sheet, and he's one for five from the four. You know? I'm on... Do we do we have a Caruso versus the Bucks type of masterclass? 
if he doesn't take the over and steals, because he's still not going to score. The question is if he's going to do enough defensively. Oh, well, his steals price isn't even intriguing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Caruso, you can't really bet on nowadays because the, the market realizes he's only useful for his steals. I Are you will... taking Beverly blocks? No, I'm taking Levine over two and a half threes minus 102. Okay, I don't mind that. I, I think that with the with Giannis, uh, Brooke Lopez, even Bobby Porter's, like it's a lot of options on the inside that I don't think that um, it'd be it'd be behoove them after go- shooting what twenty five percent from three last night. I think so. To actually, you know, put it in their best three point shooters' hands and just let them try to get hot. DeRozan was like firing them from three last night. And I'm like, yo, they're letting you shoot it. Like, they want you to take that shot. Just to be clear, by the way, this game screams Bobby Portis, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Bobby Portis had an amazing game last game. He almost had 20 and 20. He almost had 20 and 20 last game. I'm pretty sure I said something about Bobby Portis, too. Yeah. He's a good player, but if we're talking about Milwaukee, maybe. There's a world where Milwaukee runs them out of the building, then that's fine because Portis will play more minutes. And Giannis, they might let have a decent stat line. They might give him some extra rest if the game's out of reach early. So, yeah, I think Portis is a good game tonight. They don't have it up, but, and I know it didn't go well yesterday, but I'd go back to Andre Drummond again today. Yeah. He has to I mean, play the minutes today. Like, there's no, there, you, you can't just play this with one center. Especially Vucevic, who's just going to get put in the rim by Giannis. So yeah, yeah. So it didn't go well because he didn't get the minutes yesterday. But that, we knew that was a risk, and I still question that decision. <laughs> and that's probably you know goes into it. But uh, and he was close. He he had four rebounds in eight minutes. Like it wasn't like we were way off. It was it was five and a half. So I, yeah. I think that when they drop it, and it'll probably be at five and a half again, we run back Andre Drummond today. Okay. Uh, does Giannis even play tonight? Yeah, there's no guarantee yeah. for it. They but. still, yeah, they. I, I think it's not a guarantee, but I think you just go ahead and, like you said, just go ahead and win the one seed and then sit the last two games. Like, why would you sit a game, play a game, and then sit another game? Just sit the last two games. Yeah, Munaf. And- in, in theory, the Celtics could catch Milwaukee. It's not going to happen, but in theory, they can. So Milwaukee could just clinch the one seed if they just win tonight. So they might just want to get it over with. All right, let's see here. Next game on the slate, we have the Washington Wizards going to play the Atlanta Hawks. Everybody, is this everybody on the back-to-back playing each other? It feels that way. All right. Except except Utah, the one team we care about. (laughs) Exactly. But it's all right. They need their rest. It's a big game coming up. Utah Moneyline on Thursday. So. Atlanta Hawks laying 11.5 at home versus the Wizards. Open up at 10.5, over at 11.5. 233.5 is the total. Let's see here. Where are my. Well, you pull that up just for reference. The Hawks are 40 and 39. And as we know, it is illegal for them to be two games over 500. So are we leading to yeah. Washington? Yeah, I, I feel like we have to. It looks like. Avdi is gonna be out. That's tragic. I see it. Like he, everybody else says TBD, but his says out. I don't know if I missed an injury mid game or something. <laughs> but uh, 
doesn't look good for op- yeah they're saying he's oh well that's ruled out I, I see him as out yeah I see like the he's... entire team being questionable Beal in theory is questionable <laughs> Kuzma's questionable why would any uh, of them play I don't even see questionable for them. I see doubtful for Beal, Porzingis, and Kuzma, and Morris. Like, it doesn't look like those yeah, guys. That's what I expect to see for this game. Yeah. Uh, even Wright, DeLon Wright's questionable. Yeah, White is questionable. Young is questionable. And Hunter is doubtful. So. Is this a I mean, I just feel, play? honestly, truly, I just feel like, I don't really care to handicap this game. I just feel like Atlanta's going to blow it. Somehow, some way. This feels like I, the game that they just they blow this cover. I don't want to lay double digits with Atlanta. Um, if I was going for a player prop in favor of Washington, I probably would take Johnny Davis. Uh, yeah. Who, I mean, I went to the same college as him, and he so far in his young career has not worked out as a top ten draft pick. But he has played better lately since Washington fully embraced the youth movement. Had twenty points last night. Most importantly, took 17 shots. So he's gotten a lot more usage. Had 16 points against the Knicks. Uh, he's had 10 plus in four of the last five, 15 plus in three of the last five, which I know doesn't sound great, but you got to remember that he was in the G League for most of the season. So if somebody's going to have to step up, and if Wright's out and Morris is out and Beal's out, they don't have many guards. So like Davis might walk into 30, 35 minutes just because they don't have enough guards on the roster. I like Davis props over. I think that he's in line for a pretty good game tonight. Yeah, I like that. I like that look as well. And I mean, you still, I, I, I'm just look like I'm looking at the players and I'm like, these are guys that are going to, if at the very least, I know that they're going to go out there and play hard for the entire time because they feel like they still want a chance at the league. When you talk about Kendrick Nunn, uh, what was that? Jordan Goodwin. Mm. Yeah, like Kitzer, Gafford, even Gill can come out there sometimes and have a really like. I just feel like these are guys that are going to give a whole bunch of maximum effort. And if you give the effort offensively, Atlanta's going to give you the bucket. So yeah, I still no like way. the over in this game, even though yeah, Washington I like the over too. I like the over as well. Over two thirty three and a half out Washington plus eleven and a half. I, I truly just feel like Atlanta's going to blow it somehow. I, I think it's because they can't stop anybody. So I'm going to go with the over. All right. You Anything else you like besides Davis? Uh, Kispert threes I got to be tempted by because somebody in Washington's got to score. Once again, we're not sure how they're going to pull it off, but we think they're going to give it a serious run. So mm-hmm. we're gonna, they're going to need somebody to step up. So I'm hoping Kispert hits some threes. Uh, with Avdi being out too, Kispert might play a bunch of minutes. But uh, Trey might be back in the lineup. <laughs> Double-double if he plays, but he still can't shoot. So I'd probably lean to the under on Trey points because, once again, his shooting numbers have been horrible lately. Capella rebounds? You want to make a case for Capella? Yeah, he should. have. He should. I mean, it's Gafford and... Gafford's Gafford. in foul trouble in pretty much half the games he yeah. plays in anyway. Yeah, it's just Gafford. Like You should really be able to go out there. I mean, you don't have to do anything else. They're not asking you to do anything else. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on Capella rebounds. That's about it. <clears throat> With, uh, you know, the look at Kispert and none. I'll give Kendrick Nunn a look when they drop his props coming off the bench. All right. I think that is it. Let's just go ahead and move over to part two. Everybody else on audio version. Slide well, I was going to say, you want to go to part two. Do we do we need a part two? I mean, we got three. We got three games. You think we can knock this out? I think out? we can get it in. 
All right, let's go ahead. Memphis Grizzlies are going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are laying five and a half. 229 and a half is the total. The line actually grew from five to five and a half. Let's see here for the injury report. We have Dylan Brooks, Jake LaRuvia, both TBD to see if they play. I don't see anything here listed for Ja. Let me check one more spot. It doesn't look. I, so. I think Memphis is going to late scratch half the roster. If I, I, I feel like, I mean, that's what the line is saying. Why wouldn't they? They got their 50th win yesterday. They're nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, and for New Orleans, it's Zion still without a timetable, and Jose Alvarado has been missing a bunch of times. So, I mean, oh my gosh, like it's just such a smash spot for New Orleans, but it's like I really have to bet New Orleans after last night. In a way, I can make an argument that I'm actually encouraged to bet on New Orleans after last night because of how badly they no-showed the game. I know, I know, I know, but it's just... So there, there's a case to be made there. Yes, we. It, I mean, the play is New Orleans. Like, the yeah. play is New Orleans. You get the line movement in their favor, lower and bets, higher... Lower bets, higher dollars. Like, you, you sit there... Yeah, Memphis on the road, too. And New Orleans is still a really good home team. You look at the matchups, and I mean, you don't even have to worry about going inside the paint because New Orleans has a you know really good shooters that can shoot around the floor. And I think that even you know that Valanciunas does have a little bit of a matchup that he can exploit with Jaron Jackson Jr. just because of the size alone. But yikes! I just don't think Memphis is going to care. I, I think, they I, got I think their... that, yeah, I just, that's really what it is. Memphis just stops caring. Like, they truly just stop caring. Even the game yesterday, they got their 50th win, but they let Portland hang around for like three quarters. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Pelicans here. They, and line, they didn't cover. This line Again. tells me they weren't close to covering because they were laying like 17 points. But for me, I'm going to go with the Pelicans here. I think it's a nice bounce back spot. They're playing for something. Memphis, based on the line alone, is suggesting that they are not going to play anybody in the second half. Because I, mean, I really thought this was going to be like one, two. Like, I thought it was going to be one, You make one, an argument two. Memphis should be favored, assuming that Memphis is using their entire team because of the Oh, if they're team. using the entire team, they should definitely be favored. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that New Orleans is not only favored, but they're laying five, that suggests that Memphis might bench the entire team. Yeah, if you could find bench player props for Memphis now, just go ahead and take them before they're like the starters. But I doubt I'll, you I'll dom a double-double season. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know I can always get behind an all-dama double-double. That's my guy. Uh, Like, who could... Is this really a line on a book? I got to go on an actual book and look for it. I'd also consider Kennard three-pointers. If they're going to be benching half the team, Kennard's going to chuck up all the shots. I'm on three. David Roddy. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah, I I am on David Roddy. I'm just trying to see if I can get if these lines are real. I don't see any lines on any Memphis players right now. Yikes. Yeah, I could definitely get behind David Roddy having a big game against them. Just, you know, one of those guys. I wish uh, Lofton was – they should move Lofton. They should have moved Lofton up for this week. That's G League player of the year Lofton to you. Oh, Got to put some respect on the name. Apologies. All right. Shout out to McClung for dropping 35 last night. 
That's our that's your G League coverage for the show. <laughs> uh, okay, was that everything? We hit props a little bit. I mean, I feel it's like tough it's tough to really give out anything for Memphis. We're not sure he's going to play, but um, it's going to be a trickle down system where you're expecting the main guys to not play. You'll back the bench players to get more minutes to show up. Tyus Jones double double if Ja doesn't play. I mean, that's a standard play. Uh, you want to make a case for Trey for uh, Trey Murphy threes? Because I'm not going to mm. stop you. Yeah, no, I think that is, that has a look. I, I think I'm going with my same basic New Orleans props, which is Ingram points over, CJ's assist over, Jonas rebounds over. Standard. Yeah, pretty pretty sit, set standard stuff. You you bet that, and you're normally having a good day when you play with the Pelicans. They better show up for this game, New Orleans. That was embarrassing yesterday. I know. We have to bet them after that game yesterday. We have to. I just hate it. I just hate it. Like, it wasn't competitive. It wasn't competitive at all. All right. Sacramento Kings going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks open up as a four and a half point favorite. Then you're now a six point favorite. This is telling. 241 is the total that actually came down from 245 and a half. Also telling. I don't see anything on the Kings injury report right now. <laughs> Hold your breath. And for the Mavericks, you have Luca injury recovery, who is in, and Kyrie injury recovery, who is probable. So the talk that they were shutting down Luca and Kyrie at least doesn't look like it's happening for this game. So, but we can almost certainly expect for there to be a number of outs on Sacramento side of the ball. Is Dallas still trying? I'm not sure. I guess I guess uh, maybe what Sacramento does will tell you. If Sacramento plays everybody, they probably don't try. But if Sacramento gives them the game, then they say, all right, well, let's go take it. I'm just wondering because there's there were rumors that they were going to shut down Luka and Kyrie and just hold the L and get ready for the offseason, I guess. But... The Kings won a big game, not even a big game. They won in convincing fashion yesterday. The game meant nothing, but Sabonis had a triple-double. I, I get the rest advantages in Dallas's favor, and the Kings might bench half the team here. But Dallas can't stop anybody. They can't cover a point spread at home. At all. At all. Oh, that was the case the entire season. But do you want to make a case for Dallas, or you can Because once again... I don't know if Dallas cares or if mentally they've already accepted their fate. I can't lay points with Dallas. Like, I just, I physically cannot lay points. 16, 33, and 2. Like, I actually can physically not do that. But I will take some type of prop and money line combination plus money and just get out the way. But there's no way that you will see me just taking Dallas minus 6. If I was going to take Dallas... I'd rather take the team total over because they're not getting any stops. Yes, the question is if at they all. can score. And they're, I mean, they're going to have to if they want to win <laughs> because they're probably going to give up close to 120, even without the main guys for the Kings that we expect. Like, I'm pretty certain there's going to be outs. There's no way Dallas is laying six with a full strength Kings team. Assuming that Dallas is trying, I'll take Dallas team total over. That's basically it. I, for side, I can't lay it with Dallas, but I don't know who's playing for the Kings. So if they bench half the team, you'll get a better number if you wait a couple hours. But Dallas can still score. So I guess Mavericks team total over, and you hope they try. But I think we all That's know the only that look that for team, me. 
As dead men walking. The team's dead men walking at this point. That's the only play I think I could trust is the Maris team total over. All right. I mean... For player props, you just go with, like, Kyrie points because he had a 40-piece last game and the basic stuff. I'm trying to see if it's anybody that I actually feel confident in trusting outside of Kyrie and Luka in this game. Because the Kings are going to get... I mean, even without, like, the start... The Kings are going to give up points regardless, so somebody else is going to score. They don't even have props for anybody else. It's just Kyrie and Luka. (laughs) Well, J.R. Monk's been good, but Monk's also been recently injured, Uh, so I am curious if they're going to play him on a back-to-back or not. Did Monk even play last game? I I don't see Monk's props listed for this game at all. He's also a bench player, so... Okay, so Monk did play yesterday in 23 minutes. So only 23 minutes, actually, not that bad. He might play, but once again, he did miss the game against San Antonio. He was questionable yesterday. So maybe Monk doesn't play. I think Sabonis is not going to play. If you, if you wanted to guess, I think there's no chance Sabonis plays tonight. Got a triple-double. They basically wrapped up the three seed. Why even bother? Yeah, just give me Luka double-double and a win. <laughs> what does that pay out? Let me look. I'm assuming it's going to pay out close to like 120. Isn't a look at double double usually in like the minus 200 range? Minus 140, I saw. Really? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, minus 140 for the double double. So I, I mean, I can bet that straight. If you feel, yeah, you're right. Plus 128 for a double double on a win. That feels that feels way safer than ever laying six. Like I would much rather do that than lay six with the Mavericks. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day. I don't think Sabonis is going to play. Maybe you disagree, but you had a triple-double last night in the game that didn't really matter that much. Uh-huh. Why even bother? The line is telling me he's not playing. The line is the telling, me, telling that, me that either him or Fox are not playing, or yeah. maybe both. Yeah. All right. Keegan Murray threes. He's going to play. Last game of the slate, we have... Oh, wow. I didn't even realize we saved this for last. The Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are a four and a half point favorite in this game. 231 and a half is the total injury report. And we will see on the status of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell. And for the Clippers, Eric Gordon's questionable. What percentage, by the way, sorry, what percentage would you give LeBron and AD and everybody playing in this game? Real quick, Aaron, Eric Gordon questionable, Marcus Morris questionable. I would, I mean. Like 50-50? Less than I th- 50? I think, it's, I think it's 50-50. I think it's also possibly an excuse to for them to just lose to the Clippers again. <laughs> I think it's less than 50-50, to be honest. The Lakers are the sixth seed now, so they give they themselves really? a lot of room to, to punt the game for rest purposes. I think they punt this game. Are they really the sixth seed? Yeah, not six seed. I thought no. they were. No, the Clippers have the tiebreaker right now. Oh, sorry. If they win okay. this game, they're the six seed. I think. So they're the seven. No. Sorry. No, because the bad. Clippers. No, because the Clippers beat their ass all the time. So okay. I think the point Clippers is, have the is that they are. They're going to be in the play-in or the six seed. So, or maybe even the five. They're half a game behind Golden State for the five. So yeah, they win this they, game, they're the six seed, and the Clippers fall to seven. The point is, they gave their, themselves a lot of extra security because of how they played for the last couple weeks. I think they punt the hell out of this game. LeBron's making comments post game talking about how it's a big win. 
the overtime didn't exactly help. So I'm assuming that he's not going to play this game. AD's probably not going to play this game either. They've lost 10 straight to the Clippers anyway. Doesn't this just scream punch job to you? Because it screams punch job to me for the Lakers. Uh, I think there's like a 20 If they chance. sit, yeah, if they sit, yeah. And I mean, the line is the line is kind of saying that you think that they're not playing. Or if they play, they might just be flat. I, I just want to read off the minutes from yesterday. And the Clippers haven't played since when? The first? The Clippers, Clippers haven't played, played in like three days. The first, yeah. So, so that, that's a significant like three day rest advantage for the Clippers. But Le- LeBron played uh, thirty eight minutes. Schroeder played forty two. Reeves played forty two. AD played forty two. I I think they're going to be either physically spent with travel from Utah, by the way, or they just actively bench everybody. I'm on the Clippers. Uh, let's see here. There's something I want to look up. Because what I do want to say is that I don't think there's a 0% chance. And the narrative is there 100%. I said 25. That the Clippers that the Lakers are unable to beat the Clippers for this long duration of time that they have, and then the Clippers get Russell Westbrook and the Lakers beat their ass. I think that there is not a 0% chance that that happens. Oh, this is what I was looking for. So, I mean, off rest, there's not really like, let's see. You you never see a, a disparity this large in rest between two teams. But I'm saying, like, the Clippers don't even take advantage of it. Well, oh, well, they're six; in, they're ten and six with the rest advantage. All right, so there's something in your favor. But like, two days off, six and six; two to three, two to three days off, six to six; four days off, one and one. Eh, I'm I got a seven to one Clippers missed the playoffs ticket. I can either hedge it on because basically it's this game that'll put them in a the play in. To be honest. So I can either hedge it and just take the Clippers here, and I can hit this bet and then probably lose the seven to one, or I can go all in and just say fuck the Clippers because I don't like the Clippers. Yeah, fuck the Clippers. All right, let's go with Lakers. Okay. Uh two thirty one and a half now. Where did it open up? Two thirty and a half. Which really actually- money on the over? Interesting. Yeah, sharp money on over because everybody's okay. betting under. I mean, is it is it a track meet? Like, like well, I'm Mark Davis as the ref. I don't know. I don't know his uh, over under stats. But. Oh well, we can play a game. We can play uh, ref or no ref. Is that a deal or no deal? Type of parody? Yeah. Okay. He says Mark Davis. Yeah. Whoa. Hold on. Where are you at, Mark Davis? M A R C. Oh. <laughs> 27 and 32. 22, 27.8 points per game. Yeah. I, okay. That tells me nothing. Um. I guess I'm going to lean under. I, I don't know. Who else she got on the on there? 
Uh, so Mark Davis is the main person. You have Carl Lane with K-A-R-L. 30 and 30, 229.7. Still a little and you bit got John of a Butler under. As the last one. You said who? John Butler. 18 and 27 to 26.2. Oh, I mean, it, everything does. I mean, it, the first thought, let's just go with our gut. Fuck it. Who cares what they what the Sharps are doing? I'm going to lean under. Yeah, it's under. Why are we? What? It's 231 in a Clippers game. Like, I just realized, by the way, quickly his point total is 25 and a half for this game. That's the Knicks, but 25 and a half is absurd. <laughs> but it's, I, I it's, can't it's blame the, him. Like, that's what I'm saying. They're just, they just assume he's going to be the guy. And that's why I pivoted to a double double. The guy. That's why I pivoted. But yeah. All right. Ooh, excuse me. All right. We did that. And we did it in a record amount of time. So let's get into lock and dog for the slate. Let me see here. Eight game slate for my lock. Going to. Oh my gosh. Is it New Orleans? Is it? Holy shit. Fuck. I took New Orleans yesterday, didn't I? I took New Orleans yesterday. Yes, because of course I took them yesterday. They're going to get it done today. Fuck. It is New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, no, it's new it's fucking New Orleans. God damn it. All right, New Orleans minus five and a half. Ah, fuck. Uh for my dog. I can't fade the Knicks. Winds down to five and a half. Mm, it's less and less worth it. I'm just saying the line's plummeted. So Yeah. I don't even think that's worth the trouble. At this point, I, if it was, yeah, it's not worth the trouble no more. Just give me, give me that Luca double double and a win at plus one thirty. I'll take that. That's a little baby dog for today, but we just hit a massive dog in the Rockets yesterday, so we don't always have to hit the massive dogs. We can take. What, we what can that take pay out again? Game. Like four forty. Yep. It was it was three oh five when we were on the show, and then Jokic was in, and of course the line ballooned up, and they still lost. So, yeah, four forty was the final line. All right, uh, so for my lock in this one, give me the history. I'll take the Clippers uh, minus the four, four and a half. I think the Lakers are going to bench half their team. It makes a lot of sense to just give them some time off. They won an overtime game yesterday, which was big for them, but they can't beat the Clippers anyway, and the Clippers are off multiple days off. It's a great rest advantage spot for the Clippers. I will take the Clippers to cover as a result. And for my dog... I'm thinking about doing something outlandish, which could easily backfire if he ends up playing like significant minutes. But I'm not going to lie. Sabonis, no double double at plus 310 is kind of staring me right in the face. (laughs) Because I really think if he plays, he might just barely play in this game or he might not play at all. So. I'm just looking at it, though. Plus 310 for a guy who might get seriously limited minutes. But Dallas has no center. So that's that. That's the trade-off, though. That's the problem. Because <laughs> he could get that 10 rebounds in one quarter. Pretty much. Like, it all comes down to how much is he actually going to play. Do the Kings have any incentive of actually using Sabonis in this game? Like, I, I don't think so. 
I was about to say, I think your vet voids. I think your vet voids, and he doesn't even play. I think it might, but I, I'm just saying, plus 310, you know, maybe he plays and they pull him after a quarter. That's an option. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of just scrambling here. Take a quickly alt assist. That I can do, but that's what, that's what they expect me to do. Um, There's no value on the Pacers anymore. Come on, that Scott. Sucks. I got to take a shit. Sorry. Okay. You should have told me that. Okay. I didn't know. I, I was trying not to say it on air. Like, I was trying to relax, but I, I have to take a shit, and I need you to hurry up. <laughs> All right. You know what? Fine. Uh, g- give me give me the Wizards first half money one. Okay. I'll take that at 285. Why? I don't know. It feels like a game <laughs> the Hawks will get off to a slow start. In. Yeah. I mean, I could, no, I buy that. But the Sabonis Haw- no double, like double I'm tempted by, but I think you're right. I think it's going to avoid. Yeah. Okay. If Sabonis plays, Scott also likes his no double double plus 310. So you guys know. We'll put that on the official record for him as well. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, you got to go to the bathroom. Get out of here. All right. So. Then, everybody, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, comment, video, all that stuff. SGPN NBA on Twitter. He's at Rashad Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. And uh, make sure you leave reviews. If you haven't leave reviews, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your reviews. Other than that, be back tomorrow with Moon Off and Latte. I'm pretty sure. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcasts. I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.